Welcome to the Conscious Consulting Podcast, bringing together wisdom, leadership, and consulting. My name is Christian Mayhofer, and I'm co-founder of the Conscious Consulting Group. And my special guest today is Yu van S, Managing Director at Swarovski Gemstones Thailand. Yu grew up in Belgium and moved in his early years with his parents to Thailand, since they're living there and working mainly in the jewelry industry. In this podcast, we talk about his personal journey towards empowerment, his learnings and takeaways, and the success factors for managing, as well as leading a truly empowered organization. You, um, what is, uh, give me some of your background once more. You did that eight, eight years ago. Isn't it, isn't it fantastic? Eight years, Almost yes. eight to the I last know. week. Exactly, of. yeah. First of June 2014, I started at SGT. So, yeah, oh. eight years and, and a little bit. Yeah, and it's we, been an interest. We met at the, your first day, wasn't it? At the, yeah, very much. What? That was, for me, that was the perfect onboarding to, to really start at the start of the Being Powerful concept rollout uh, at that mm -hmm. time with N-2 and then further on with, with the management mm -hmm. of SGT. It was really uh, quite special, to be honest, mm -hmm. to, to really start it quite that way. So for me, it's uh, yeah, it's it's been an interesting journey yeah. to, to really see where, where we end up now, right? Having the, the fortunate event of, of starting the Empowerment Drive at SGT together with you and Julia and then, of course, Herbert and the team was was an amazing opportunity and and to see it really start there really putting in the the timing for that as well uh but then to see after let's say three years you could really start to feel the difference yes we are an empowered organization we really work for the benefit of the bottom line uh really putting the company's goals uh, ahead of our own personal goals uh, so that was really uh, quite quite an amazing mm -hmm. experience to to take part of that from the very beginning from mm -hmm. the rollout to today it's where we are living it and and, and working in the system within uh, on, on on a daily basis mm -hmm. well i think for sure the the moment in let's say in my career that that i joined uh, swarovski I've I've had the chance to to work for some amazing people, but also less amazing people. Where I figured, okay, if if I'm ever reaching a top executive of 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 a company, there is things that I would not do. There was things that I would do, and and part of the my previous experience was really working with with micro managers or with people that really were hard drivers that didn't really care about the people that were only there for the results and were really managing the, the company or the organization by fear. And then arriving at, at, at Swarovski and, and having first uh, an amazing onboarding by, by Herbert at the time, he was there three weeks side by side, after which it was Alex for another five weeks. And within those eight first weeks, I got to know you and, 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 and Julia. And you brought this concept of, of, of being powerful, of, of empowerment, and it was such well thought out that it really gave you these principles, right? It was not just, okay, this is empowerment and this is what we need to do. No, you gave us 
the, the, the five principles you gave us, you know, coming out of the comfort zone, you really made it very tangible. That for me is like, yes, now here is a concept what I've been meaning to find myself or that I've tried to apply wherever possible, but not to the extent where you actually have it on paper and where you can actually show these different principles, you know, like being connected being responsive, being, you know, giving and, and receiving feedback. These were all keys that I thought, okay, this is now a foundation that we can make it clear because it, it's, you know, it's not only written on paper, but the way you explained it and the way, you know, I, I still remember those few sessions in the hotel, you know, we, we discussed something and then we tested it or we tried it or we had a, lot, a small activity or, we had time for self-reflection in group, small group, one-on-one. -on -one. So it was always really for me, this was key because before I had, I've had some trainings before, but nothing so intensive. I mean, it was what, three days in a hotel with, uh, with similar uh, positions within, within the group. And I think what really worked for Swarovski Gemstones is that it was really felt by the leaders, you know, from the owner of the business unit, Dan Cohen, to the four members of the core management team, they really sold this, this concept that, listen, this, this is it. You know, we strongly believe in this concept of empowerment. And I, I don't know if you recall, my first thought was, yeah, but this is going to be tough in Thailand because here we're asking people to question, to speak up, which is counter culture. For, for, for Asia, not only for, Asia, for Thailand, but for, for Asia in general. You are not meant to question your, your superiors. You're not meant to speak up. It should be yes, sir, no, sir. Mm -hmm. So here it was a concept that I thought, okay, this is going to be, you know, after already two decades in Thailand, I say, this will be tough. But I see the benefit in this, really. And in... And, and, to have not only the session with the other managing directors of Asia, but also then with my own team. And that, you know, it was still very early days. And, and just to get to know them through these workshops that we did, I figured, okay, now, now I'm starting to know my team. I'm starting to, to see where we would need to help steer, but really, you know, trying to show them the, the benefit. So for me, it was, okay, I feel my leaders really believing in this concept and and it's a concept that i can agree to that i can see the benefit after you know working in in big companies already with not having these empowerment drives i can see really the benefit but i figured also from the get-go that okay i will need to invest my time if i want you know it's I think it was Herbert that said it or or maybe you or Julia said it it's a journey you know you can't just say here is empowerment these are all the principles. Now we are empowered. Absolutely not. Because at the end of the day, it's a mindset and people, some people will take longer than others to really onboard it and to really internalize it. And within that, that first couple of weeks, I saw that some of the team were, yes, yes, I can, can see it. And they start to right away also feel a bit more comfortable. Remember, I was still quite new. They had, were always managed by a, a Thai national before, so completely different style. And now there is a Farang here, a foreigner. Okay, he speaks Thai, but still different, you know, that, that they were used to. So I decided to really put in the time to, you know, if, if, we, if we want to really 
rollout empowerment, I think it's important that within the Swarovski Gemstones factory, the people also feel it from me, their new leader, that I believe very much in this concept and that it's not just coming from Tyrol or coming from Wattens, the concept being pushed through. No, it's clear that the support was there, that you had this, our leaders living it on a daily basis. So for us, it's then also easier to take this on board, right? I see my leader uh, exhibit this kind of behavior. He's showing this kind of mindset. He's pushing me to do the same. So I, in turn, then would need to do the same with my team. And I was very happy that I really put the work in and, and, and invested the time at that time to really make sure that the understanding was there. And if you recall, for, for the management, it was a three-day workshop. We did a two-day workshop for the team leader. But then for the employees, it was only a one-day but all the same information was kind of squeezed every time into this one, then at the end of the day, one day. And it was clear that the understanding wasn't there. You know, from an operator level, we had to go back and say, okay, we need to revise this. We need to do a refresh because it's just way too much information from the strategic direction to the circle concept. For them, it was more important, the principle, the key principles, right? Yeah. If I recall it right, it was not only about having some, in the beginning, abstract conceptual outlays of what empowerment could be and how it could work, but it was from the beginning to the end in terms of enrolling and showing, demonstrating also the operators and the machine level uh, or the, in the workshop level strategy maybe for the first time. So they got kind of enrolled in the whole picture, which, which I suppose is not very common actually on that level. To no, not exactly. We, we, by the we, top leaders to do so. Yeah, and then I think it's it, for, for me it was also something new that our top leaders were being so open, not only with, with the new strategic direction, but also, you know, how we want to achieve that and what are our focus area. And basically also how is the company doing Because if you want to make people accountable for their actions and really drive the business results through empowerment, then they have an equal right to know of how the organization is performing, right? So I think before this was also new for them that they were made aware of how the company is doing. And that was before not the case. What we also saw with the management is if we want to make people accountable, it kind of came to light that... Um, the people were not really aware what affected their cost center. You know, they're, they're, they're responsible for their department, but every month with the KPI and the target review, the performance review was done by accounting, by the head of accounting, and she reported it to Kun Herbert and Kun Alex, and nobody said anything. It was mm -hmm. just her reporting on each of the departments until Herbert said, hey, guys, if we really want to be accountable for what we do, we need to make sure that we take responsibility for our department. And while we understand that we need to put the company's goals out of our own goals, we all add to the company goals, you know. 
it's not just I take care of my department and my department will be fine. No, it's not that. Your department might be profitable, but if the rest of the organization is not, then your bottom line is not, and then you're so, not really living this this concept, this, right? If I'm saying it right, you're opening the the focus of the people, not only having them in their cut piece of work they deliver, but in mm -hmm. enrolling them in the overall whole process to it's to basically maneuver, to understand exactly. who am I in a larger game. Exactly. And and it, it took some leaving their comfort zone. I mean before mm -hmm. it was yeah somebody else will report, you know, okay, I'm responsible for my gems department, but you know, somebody else is reporting on the numbers. So I think it the moment you really tie them in and, and it took some training as well to really make them understand what is a fixed cost, what is a variable cost, what what costs does it mean when you know when when I do a certain amount of output, what what influences and, and what the, what do I have, what where can I control it? Right? So it's really this this accountability part, but also making sure that the understanding is there because just saying, okay, you're accountable for your department where they might not have had before this this opportunity to actually understand what all the costs are incurring you, in their you department, right? them with the right We, tools in exactly. order to operate yes. accordingly and, and taking hold of And the since policy. then, the moment they really understood um, what it meant to really manage their department, it's when they also become, became more confident because in, from that moment onwards, they then presented their departments, mm -hmm. not just the head of the accounting department, mm -hmm. right? And then you could also see them getting more confidence because before you can understand when Herbert or Alex visits and we're all sitting around the meeting room and Herbert with his direct way points out, hey, Christian, what about you? And what about those costs and these costs? I think it is understandable that people get nervous, but you started every time they did make a good answer, they started to increase this confidence within themselves. Mm -hmm. So you could see that, yeah, here we are now in a new way of working. And, and uh, yes, I am more responsibility. And yes, I had to leave my comfort zone to really learn about all this. But now that I really understand what is going on and what is affecting my department, I am now more confident to also speak up about it and to explain about it, right? So it's really, yeah, for me, it was, okay, I see my, my leaders display this, this, this mindset or this attitude or these behaviors. I will follow in turn and really make sure that my team also sees this from me. And then after a couple of years, I started to see them also apply this with their teams. Mm -hmm. So then it's really, it cascaded it, uh, throughout the organization. But for the operators, we had to take a, a little step back and say, okay, too much information, let's focus a bit. What are the key messages we really want to convey to the people? It's about speaking up. It's about giving feedback, right? It's it's about trying something new or being entrepreneurial, being responsive. You know, I think it's important for people to realize that if you get an email from somebody, for them, it might be very important. For you, it might be, eh, you know, I'll handle it tomorrow. But that's the wrong way of thinking because it might be, okay, maybe not life or death for the, the person that sends it, but you don't know the level of importance this mm -hmm. request is because it doesn't really say so in the email. So, but so, you, when I really understand you right, this, what you're actually talking about is a complete shift in relationship in your cultural setup of a Thai environment, mm -hmm. especially with a 
Farang senior executive, uh, you, es you established a complete different relationship uh, in the culture-based, mm -hmm. uh, which allowed them to play, on, to unfold, to develop, to learn, and to take ownership for what they did, in, and to play it on high level with you and with you. Yes. Listen, we, if, if we are being rewarded at the end of the year for reaching the same goal, doesn't then, doesn't, isn't it then in everybody's best interest to really consider that we are one team and that it's not just uh, important for your department to work, but for the whole company to work? So if I need to get the best out of the people, you know, more often than not, for, for many of them, they, when I, especially when I started, they knew more than I did. So for me, it was, I had to learn from them, right? But how can I be a leader if, if I don't give them the trust and confidence and say, listen, you know, you know better than I, you tell me what you want to do and let's work on this together. And how, how did, can we, right? How did, how did you just mentioned trust? How did this ingredient of trust, which is so precious and it's so, such a game changer actually, if I, right. when it's, when it's living and, and showed, how did that play out in your relationship uh, with your 400? I think, I think what really helped is, is that we really grew quite close together uh, because of these workshops. You know, we did, when, when I got trained by, by yourself and, and, and Julia, I then took that information and, and then try to to train my team and, and of course you we also had a few sessions with you and christian uh, with you and julia with the team but then we basically worked together with the team to then uh cascade it down to a further level down to let's say the team leader level and it was always done let's do this together you know i, I don't want to say you you and you let's you guys do it and that's it but no i was there and I was make sure, and, and I still love this, this, this concept of just sitting all in a circle rather than, you know, on, on desks and in, in mm. rows, because it really makes for a more open discussion, right? So I was there, they, they were, let's say they were managing a workshop and I made sure that they felt that, listen, I was there, I was there to support. I, I, I added some things here and there and, and slowly but surely they, you could see that they were getting more confident. Okay, the boss is there and, and <clears throat> I have his support. If I am stuck on something, Kunyut will jump in. Kunyut mm -hmm. will help out, right? And of course, it took some time. What, what I think worked a little bit in my favor is that the, my predecessor was completely the opposite. And that, I think, kind of helped. I mean, it was such complete difference for them that they say, okay, I've never really seen a Farang uh, managing a company. And they really came from a need to know, and you can only know that, and you only know that, and you don't have to know everything and all well, that. And it was very close and also a little bit by fear. So The lotus thrives in muddy waters, not in clear waters. <laughs> it thrives in muddy waters. You know, this is good conditions. Yes. So I think it's, it, it helped with, with, uh, yeah, just being there together, you know, and, and, and working on it together and really getting their input from the very beginning. Okay. This is, this is how Julia and, and 
Christian did it, you know, what, what can we learn from it? Because there is always have to, of course, this tra translation topic there as well. And to, to really yeah, work at always as a team. I mean, yeah. for me, it was the most, mm -hmm. not the shocking thing, but the surprising thing that before my arrival, they never had weekly management meetings. Never. <laughs> Which, you know, how can yeah. you create a team without, you know, okay, meetings, meetings are one thing, but... You know, I think a weekly meeting together with the team and also getting comments from, you know, going for a dinner because we have some colleagues in town and nobody was able to drink any beer during dinner from the predecessor. I said, what? Come on. We, you know, we, it's after hours. Let's, let's have a beer together. And, and just maybe because it was so vastly different mm -hmm. that they, for them, it was also a little bit of a, a positive thing and saying, okay, you know, this is different. There is, there is different ways of, of managing a company. I suppose you as an organization, you, you, you are embedded in a larger reality called economy and ups and downs. And how did that play out? You had challenges to master. You, you said sure, rough we, waters, didn't you? We've okay. had some rough waters indeed. And, and the only way I think that we came out of those events unscathed or to a, to a certain degree unscathed is that we were completely open with everybody not just with the management team but really to down to to the operator level to to the cleaning ladies to make sure that everybody is aware why are we doing this it's not just oh damn we have to you know let 20 people 30 people 40 people go no you have to give them the reasons because if we're working all together to achieve the company's goals it's in everybody's interest to also understand why or what is happening you know It, it could be very easily said, okay, we have a shitty year, end of the year, no bonus for anybody. You know, that just, it just doesn't feel natural for me. If you really want to tie in everybody into the organization and really get the best out of the people, then they should be aware of, you know, was their best this year good enough? Mm -hmm. Did we do our best within the Swarovski world to warrant everybody getting a bonus? Because we are rewarded at the end of the year for the same goals. And I think that was also, I think, a good move. Because I think since 2017, 2018, that we said, okay, all management, everybody, team leaders, anybody that has a, a short-term incentive plan, same targets. The same targets, be it cost versus target, be it complaint rates, be it act whatever the, the target is everybody has the same target because then we can say at the end of the year listen we worked on it as a team and we achieved it together so we are rewarded together mm -hmm. right and then you can still have your individual targets smaller targets that still support the overall targets right but that's that's i think key so it's it's really this this openness and complete transparency and saying to, to also admit say listen we don't know This is what we know now could be changing in a couple of weeks, but once it changes, we will let you know. And also constant feedback about how we're doing. Okay. It's now six months, six months, first six months, still on track. We are higher than budget. 
but you know uh, everybody knows now and again we're faced with a little bit lower income in the next couple of months and we try to manage and and, and it's such a it's it feels a little bit like a, a living organism because mm-hmm. it, it moves and it changes and people sometimes I, I i make it a point of of really going through the factory a couple of times a week and sometimes i see somebody in on the fifth floor helping out and then a week later i see them in sorting downstairs that they really and before every time a, a department ran out of work they would come to me ah, we need to send people to other departments can you speak to the rest of the team now they do this automatically mm-hmm. they don't even get me involved anymore because they know what is the result? What do we need to do? This is fantastic right? to hear. It is just that we are kind of one one living thing. I, mm-hmm. I like to I like to look at organizations uh, as as one body, you know. Right. This, uh, and the whole body has needs similar information, needs the same mm-hmm. information in order to know who am I, which part do I play in order to. So the right. left ear is as important as the knee in order to exactly. know which identity I'm playing. And so it's always, and as, is, as you said, it's, it reminds me to this breath, to this breathing in, breathing out. And our body moves with that. Mm-hmm. Are we shrinking? It's expanding. It's, shrinking. It's, it's a natural flow. Right. But I think it's important that everybody is aware that they add value, you know, the, the success of a company depends on every single person within the company, even if it is just the cleaning lady, because she's providing clean offices, clean toilets, making it an, a nice atmosphere to live in, to a sorter, to a cutter at the wheel, everybody adds value. And I think as long as, and, and of course, you know, doing this with a company of three, 400 people, as opposed to five, 6,000 people, of course, it's just the scalability. I think it is scalable if you have the right team, right? And if you get the same messages across the whole company, you can achieve that. But I think, you know, what what can we learn from SGT? You know, how can we be a role model? Because it's clear that, yes, you know, empowerment does lead to better business results. Mm-hmm. You know, we can see it in our EBIT. We could see it in our turnover. And every time I tell people we have less than 3% turnover, we go, what, what, what did you say? They can't believe it because we, okay. We, and, and we are not paying like the Pandora's out there that pays so much more than market rate. We pay what is required by market. And then some, of course, we have great benefits. We have attractive packages, but it's not that we're paying extraordinary much as compared to market. So why does, why do people stay with us? Especially after, you know, these two years of interruption, the whole transformation of, of, of Swarovski, you know, going from family owned to family, uh, from family managed to family owned. Now with, with the new CEO uh, being being confirmed, I think that there will still be some changes on the horizon. But why do how they can stay? We... Why do they work? Exactly. I think it's because they are they feel they make a difference. And we make sure that they are that they're that they know that they add value. Everybody add value. So they are seen by you? Is this an... Absolutely, so yes. And not Absolutely. just down there at the workshop. No, no, I make sure. I think it's important to, and and, and this was, you know, I, I, 
to be honest, I, I have to give the credit a bit to, to Herbert as well, besides both of you, of course, for really pushing this in the very in the very few years, the first few years of being powerful. We I had my my weekly sure fix with him, and he asked me every single week, "What have you done? What are you doing? How can you push being powerful through? What what is the next? You know and he always kept it very, very current and, and always, you know, at the top of the mind, right? Okay, what's next? What's next? And I think just, yeah, living it, you know, if, if you want to be connected, then show that you're connected. If you want to be responsive or, or, or you know, give feedback, then don't sit behind a closed door. My door is always open. I think in the past eight years, I've closed it maybe on, I can count on both hands. The time I had to close my door just because it was really a confidential meeting or whatever, right? But other than that, my door is always open. And the, when I, I mean, you, it's not that, you know, you're finishing, you're typing something and you see somebody at the door, right? Whatever you're doing, it's not going to go away unless you're talking with somebody. You can still say, hey, give me a minute. But I put the things down and say, yes, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. Always this full attention. Mm-hmm. And I think this is also what the people feel that when they come to me, they might, they might be a bit hesitant or a bit scared. In the beginning, you could see it, you know, shaky voice. And they were very nervous entering the MD's office. But over the years, it's been really comfortable. And they, they sometimes joke with me. And, but I give them the time. Mm-hmm. If you don't do this, then it might not work. You have to put in the time. And I think I can understand for, for a top executive they say most of the time they say, I don't have the time. Well, sorry, if you really want to make this part of your organization, then you have to make the time. And I'm not saying work until midnight every night. No, there is ways of doing that because this is what people have to realize. The more you empower your team, the easier it is for you as a leader Mm -hmm. to actually manage the business because Mm -hmm. you're not constantly firefighting or constantly Mm -hmm. micromanaging. No, the team is doing something and they will escalate it to you if it's if if they can't solve it themselves, mm-hmm. so actually you know? takes so, away your workload or it yeah. undermines this concept of the overloaded CEO. For me, I think executive. I measure it. The less I have to do, mm-hmm. the happier I am. Not that I don't want to do, but yeah. that means that it's working. My team is empowered, and they are making the decisions. They know what they they know their responsibilities. They know what to do. What is expected of them? They have their targets, their goals. And they have my support at all times, right? Yeah. You, this is fantastic to hear. And it's fantastic to hear on this level of relationship to your employees in relationship to business as such, to your, to your superiors, to the organization. But what, what is the impact for you, you? What, because I think this is this is not a uh, superficial new concept of uh, now I write with the left hand instead of the right hand or I use a new tool. It's it's and you see how excited I am because it it changes a life, doesn't it? It, it changes right. who I am actually in in the game called my life. Well, I think it's for me. It's it's really the joy of seeing people grow, the joy of seeing people become more confident, 
that that for me is is all that I require. You know, I'm 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 a big believer in in paying it forward. You know, doing something for somebody without expecting anything in return, because eventually it will come back. But that's not why we do it. We do it to support each other. The world is tough enough as it is, and and sometimes you know, as you saw, I'm, I'm quite active on LinkedIn, and sometimes I. <laughs> I, I have to hold myself back when I see those long-winded articles about the great resignation because I just want to ask, have you tried empowerment yet, right? Because, okay, it, it may be too simplified to just call it that, but I think at the at the heart of it, this is what people want. They want to be empowered. If you really want them to not just collect the paycheck and, and, and really create some passion, I think they you'd be surprised to, to see if you do give them the benefit of the doubt, if you do give them the authority to make decisions. You know, I, I try to always lead with empathy. Because we don't know what people's, you know, what they're going through in their personal life mm -hmm. or what they have already gone through. So, you know, give them the confidence to make these decisions. And, and, and if there is anybody making a mistake, and, and you should have seen it in the beginning, you know, they were so, so scared. And then just said, okay, what happened? Not who did what. No, that doesn't matter because it already happened, right? Okay, what happened? And then they started explaining, okay, so what, what do we need to do to improve this? Or how can we prevent this from happening again? And just doing that a few times within, within minutes, this kind of uh, response goes through the factory. Hey, you know, the MD wasn't mm -hmm. angry or mm -hmm. he was not, mm -hmm. you know, scolding me or, or, is, or whatnot, right? This is fantastic what you just said because... Uh, I, I call that information in space. And information uh, travels on light speed when there is trust as the fluidum, as the medium. Right. Right. So this is amazing. This is what so many people just don't get those in the mm -hmm. executive roles. This, this, right. this is where the body comes back because the, the whole body automatically knows in the instant moment when something happens and it happens on the other side of on the other end of the body, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's just one connected thing, right? Different tasks, different roles, different forms and shapes, but it, right. it's, it's one, one body and mm -hmm. inseparable in this way and form. So, right. and so actually what you did and it for me then, because this is when empowerment leaves, leaves the level of empowerment, then it, when it becomes a, a much, much, or an ingredient in a much larger uh, game called culture, called actually, also it goes beyond business. It, then we are on the level of what does it mean to be a human being with other human beings? Right. And work it's is the... just a playground to... But that... But we got to realize that, you know, there is only 24 hours in a day. Eight of those are spent sleeping. So that's half the day you spend, half your time spent at work. Mm -hmm. So isn't it in everybody's interest to make this the best eight hours you can? 
And I think in terms of trust, yeah, trust, they say trust you have to earn. But I think at at the start of any relationship, you have to give. The the trust, yeah, for sure. As a leader, that's where you need to start because they should have no reason not to trust you, but they also have no reason to trust you. So you basically start from a zero mark, right? From from the very center. And you can either do or, or perform action that will help you with the trust or that will work against the trust. But nobody should say, I'm just meeting you. I don't trust you. Hmm. Okay, you might have a gut feeling. Let's, let's leave that on the side. But I think in an organization working together with a team, there is no reason if you start out in the beginning, there is no reason why we should not trust each other. So... Again, start from a positive mindset and say, okay, let's let's start from we trust each other. Even though we have not proven each other yet, we have not proven this yet, fine. Let's start at least from a positive way. If we're going to be working together for many years, spend 50% of every day together, let's do that in a trustworthy end. But this is the, 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 the task of the leader is to show them, okay, I have trust in you. I believe that you can do this. Show me. And if you make a mistake, I'm here to support you. When you make a mistake, we will learn from it and make sure that the mistake doesn't happen again, right? But and, and, and what you describe is the the potentiality which is in the hand of the leader, because mm-hmm. this is the decisive fact. Yes, but you it, it has space. to start with the leader, right? Yeah. You have to give that space, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you have to give them the the tools and the resources and. Trust is part of that and, and giving the confidence is part of that, giving the time and also the resources, you know, do they have the right equipment or, you know, whatever, do they have the right knowledge in terms of, you know, what, what determines the cost, you know, there it was a gap. So, okay, let's fill that gap with some training, you know, make them understand what is, you know, how, what, what are the factors influencing their performance because their performance is just part of the whole pie. And we, at the end of the year, we have to have the whole pie, not just one slice, right? Mm-hmm. So slowly, it's, yeah, it, it, you know, trust, it takes time, right? As you are uh, looking at the whole corporation, at the overall body, which you are, again, one part or a significant part of, and <clears throat> Thailand is far away from headquarters. How did you... What what did you sense? How did the body respond? The larger body, the global body, respond to to what you were achieving or how you were dancing well, your dance. Well, what what was good is that, of course, the whole empowerment drive was not just for SGT; it was for the gemstones business. So we had our colleagues in Matens and. This is also actually a, a shift that I saw because in the beginning, I say, have you asked Wattens yet? Oh, no, 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 don't ask Wattens. Wattens is God. Wattens could do no wrong. <laughs> But then putting them on the same kind of footing, I say, guys, you know, we're, we're working, we're, we're doing the same thing here. We're, we're working for the same business unit. We're, we're in it together. And I think what really helped is the, the circle concept. Mm-hmm. That for me was such a wonderful concept because it's it's so enriching you know we, i'm a factory guy i know production i know sem you know anything related to managing a factory but sales marketing product management logistics you, you name it anything that is of course also part of the business and to be able to be in these circle concepts working on 
key focus areas or things that are really important for the business. I think this was so eye-opening because you learn. It's such a, a way of, of developing your, your own skill set by learning and listening and, and observing what, for example, somebody in product management is doing all day, every day, or somebody in customer service. You know, before, as somebody in a factory, you don't hear these kinds of angles from these different departments, right? From sales, you get, okay, maybe you get a forecast or, you know, whatever, but yeah. not nothing so closely knit. And I think having like always... The, mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Actually, similar what you just what you described before, what what you did with your employees in time when you invited them to your circle and look at the whole, our whole, you have been right. part of a larger whole, what you just described with buttons mm -hmm. and product development and logistics, whatever. So a similar process actually you're describing mm -hmm. on your level. Yes, correct. And, and also just to, to give, because, you know, circles, of course, it was some of the management were in circles, but to, to just try that also, the, just the concept alone, circles within SGT, smaller circles, but, you know, team leaders, no, no management's involved, you know, and, and, and really give them also the decision-making power. And we had a circle to look into flexible working hours. And they came up with a concept and they presented it to Herbert and Herbert, okay, needed to adjust uh, the, the first version. Second version, minor, minor uh, tweaks, but then the third version he approved. And since then, which was, I think, 2017, we're working at flexible working hours within SGT, which is benefit for everybody there. So just to give them the taste of what it is like to work in, in a concept where they actually can make a decision, right? That gave them the taste of, of what it could be or what it could mean because for, for people at SGT also, maybe somebody in HR, maybe HR is the wrong, the wrong but uh, yeah, HR, maybe they feel they don't contribute enough. I say, yeah, but without HR, we don't have our salaries, we don't pay our taxes. You know, it's, it's, it's necessary. You're, you're essential. It's, yes, we are a factory and, and it's, it's production driven. But without engineering, without IT, without finance and accounting, we don't have a factory. Mm -hmm. So it's not that somebody is more important because they contribute no uh, more. No, that's absolutely not the case. We contribute equally. And of course, yes, we are a factory and we produce things, goods, fine. But without accounting, paying the suppliers for the essential raw materials, you don't have a factory either, right? Mm -hmm. And this is now... I think uh, people realize that they are making a difference and especially with since the transformation you know before we were gemstones everything except for crystal because crystals was Swarovski professional right SP but since the transformation and we're now one SEB we had our our, our colleagues at Marigot for certain uh, for certain jewelry pieces they saw that you know the outside of the stone the girdle sometimes was really fat sometimes was really thin so if you of course want to set that in a piece of jewelry sometimes you have then a gap or sometimes it's way too tight mm -hmm. so they said okay we need to sort but you don't of course cannot do sorting stepping buttons because it's too expensive so i said why don't you let sgt do it because we have the sorting experience and we jumped in and, and we really made a difference at the whole of seb level difference we really jumped in and made a, a huge difference for the whole of Swarovski whereby that 
you know, we, we, we ensure that they could use a lot more of the stones mm -hmm. rather mm -hmm. than just rejecting them. So this, you know, this, this was such a, a big success for us that I thought, listen, this is something we need to celebrate. You know, we, we are a small unit and we've always been set up uh, to be flexible. That, that's really our key. Agility, flexibility, this really being able to, to change quickly. This is, this is our key strength. But we can do this because we really are one team and we help each other. We support each other. We do what is right for the bottom line. People are afraid of change. We embrace change. We think change is good. And but you need to make sure that everybody feels the same, of course. And it's of course not easy to to explain this sometimes. But you know, try to make it because if if change is usually something negative, right? Something has to change. Something has to be adjusted. It's usually something that is has a, a little bit of a negative connotation. But you can make this into something positive as well. Change is good. Because change means we're growing, we're doing something new or doing something different. There's nothing wrong with change. And okay, sometimes change means having to let people go. But again, you can do that in a positive way. You know, they get a good package and say, listen, this is what it is. This is business. And, and, and you know, we, we wish it was different. And if there is a change, again, you'll be the first to know. And we have had people, you know, let go in 2017. We had a voluntary headcount reduction there because at the time Gemstones was having a bad year and we had to reduce our headcount. But in the meantime, in the ensuing years, we have brought back some of the people already. So it is possible, you know, mm -hmm. it's just how you look at it and how you tie it into the people. You know, they might say, oh, I'm just an operator, you know, I, I what you know what does it matter to me yeah of course it matters to you because you know you're here okay maybe at operator level i think the passion is there for everybody but of course in in asia people are still very much financially driven so make sure that that is there and, and make sure that they understand that their contribution will help them achieve a bonus at the end of the year or not we're mm -hmm. all in it together and if if department a doesn't have any work and they want to send their staff to department B and C, then department B and C should be welcoming, welcoming them with open arms. Mm -hmm. Because maybe in a couple of months from now, the, the roles will, will be reversed, right? I'm part of the one SCB circle for culture, but I also started the uh, operations culture circle. And wow. the first thing I noticed was actually that we only were three or four people and not all the manufacturing centers were represented. So that was the first thing I did was, okay, let's make sure each factory is represented. So now we have Vatans, we have Serbia there, India, the two Marigots, ourselves. So everybody's now represented and now to try to, to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And that's the good thing about Herbert is He's pushing it once again, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he, you know, setting up the own circle for operations is, uh, I think, a step in the right direction. But we need to make sure that we don't pull ahead mm -hmm. of the rest of the functions now, not the business unit, but the functions, and make sure that we go together. So that's why it's good that I'm in both circles. Make sure that whatever we do on SEB level is also on operations level and vice versa. So fantastic to hear. Fantastic. Yeah. 
you. Um, we are kind of coming to the end. Okay. Um, any any thing left which is unsaid? A message you wanna really just just to maybe thank you and Julia again for uh, igniting the spark that is empowerment within me and making me a true believer and and really putting it to the test, all the learnings from all the various workshops and, and, and the, the discussions with you. And at the time, the, at the time, the N minus two in, in, I think it was a Sofitol hotel that yeah. we had a, the yeah. small group with Kurt and Rajendra yes. and, and who else was there? Shirley in and, China. Mac, and, yeah, and Max. So that was, that was really cool. And then all the follow-up workshops after there, you, you started the spark and, and it's still, um, um blowing fiercely let's say like that let's say like that <laughs> thank you so much you have no idea how happy i am about you and like-minded it's it's manifesting out there because it's not about us it's about manifestation in the world right. in, in the life of human beings and of organizations and one one positive thing that came out of the interviews in Vatnes is that There are people, they are implementing empowerment within their own teams and are feeling a difference. Mm -hmm. So, again, having these pockets of support, mm -hmm. that I think will also help to get the ball rolling. And yeah, anybody who asks, I, I put the credit on, on empowerment and, and really living it. And, and, and we see that it has a benefit and adds value. So... Let's learn from, you know, how can we scale this up to now the, the, the larger organization? I think mm -hmm. by pockets here and there, I think it's a good start and, and yeah, slowly but surely. Stones. And stopping stones uh, one step at a time and, yeah. and realizing that it's a journey, that it's not going to be something we're done within the next couple of weeks, but it will take a few years. But as long as the mindset is there and, and people are open enough and willing to at least try it or put it to the test, I think then the half the battle is won and then the rest is is uh, comes should come then automatically. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for. Thank everything. you for the invitation to to <laughs> speak up. It's it's uh, really it's a, was honored pleasure. to be asked and and a pleasure to be able to finally do this with you. You know, it's my first podcast. I'm so proud. I'm doing because you said Julie is doing them, and it's I'm very proud to have you on as guest on my first podcast what, if well, what an honor it doesn't feel like it's your first one you do feel uh, quite quite an expert at this so keep up the good work it okay. really i think uh, the more we spread the word the better it is for all of us thank right? you very much